Why make this move and why make it now? You know, we're, we're trying to, you know, get a little spark, trying to evaluate what we're doing and, and how we're functioning as an offense. And, um, you know, wanted to give them some time with, with Taylor and kind of Nate's progression and kind of what we were doing. And just felt like now was the time. And sitting at that game, sitting where I was, made the decision during the game. And then, you know, just was able to think about it, evaluate it, and move forward and make a decision to, to try to spark the offense, to try to do something to, to get us going, to score some points and uh, to help us win. There you go. Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans. It is Jared the GM live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House out here East Nashville, where they'll have us, Preds Insider, Smashville Live, all today, Russell Street, uh, 1003 Russell Street out here in East Nashville. Come on out and see us. Okay, Floyd, Marcus out, Tannehill in. To say this is the end of an era, I think, would be an understatement. This is the end of maybe the second best window in Titans history. Uh, and it's over. And Vrabel has decided. Vrabel, who came in here, who was charged to fix Mariota, has come in here. And he is the, he's essentially given up on Mariota. And so here we are today. Ryan Tannehill starts on Sunday against the Chargers, Floyd, what's your reaction to the news that Ryan Tannehill is the starting quarterback of the Titans? You know, I think Ryan's got to be thrilled. He's got to be excited. I'm sure there are, are some players over there that are excited, even though I'm not sure any of them would admit it because they're so close with Marcus. But, um, you know what, they, they need a little spark, and maybe this is it. That's certainly what they're hoping. They, uh, you know, Ryan now has a chance to prove himself, prove himself not only to the Titans, but to the league. I mean, he is now playing for his next contract, whatever that contract is. And uh, and so he will, I'm sure, be cranked up and, you know, hopefully, hopefully he can make some good things happen. Um, you know, he'll come out, I think, especially after the last game. Uh, I mean, I anticipate he'll throw the ball better uh, than what we saw. Now, what will be the results of that? I, you know, who knows about that? We've got to wait and see. But, uh, but I think it, it will be a little bit of a spark. That's what they're hoping. And, I mean, you know, let's face it. After a couple of passes we saw last week from Marcus, I think it's probably, probably a group of receivers that are thinking, you know what? Let's, let's see how this works. This, this may be better than we think. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, these things are never easy. They're they're always hard. And and you know what? There's no. This ends up being lose lose for for Marcus, and really probably for everybody because because the truth is, even in the best case scenario, Tannehill goes out and wins the rest of the game every game. You know what he's Vrabel's going to get? Why didn't you do it sooner? What took you so long? You should have done it two weeks ago. We would have been in the, you would have had the number one seed. So, I mean, he, he just can't win at this. Um, and, and I'm sure he understands that. I'm sure he realizes that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's part of a, part of a new turning the leaf, you know, flipping the page and let's see what happens. It's the start of a new era. And I would just like to start off. I got a couple of takes. Number one, I'm disappointed in the Titans. 
I mean, I'm really disappointed in the Titans. I mean, you have sold to us for years and years and years that this guy, for five years you've told us, this guy is the guy. And now, after one really bad game and one bad start to the season, they're ready to bail on him. You've got eyes, right? Completely bailing you've on got him. eyes? Yes. Uh, you watch any of the games? The Atlanta game, he was good. You watched any of the last week's game? He was terrible last week. I mean, you can't. But Corey Davis has been terrible, has, and they don't put him on the bench. I don't think he has any grounds. I mean, Marcus can't be angry at this. Is he disappointed? Yes. Is he sad? Yes. But he it's not like, you know, I'm the fifth-rated quarterback in the league, and they're grounding. No, that's not happening. Right. But it's like for, for three years, four years, we've had the Mookies and Hermitage of the world who have said, this guy is not a franchise quarterback. We've had those guys that this guy can't do. And the Titans, John Robinson has come on this show and said he can be that kind of guy. Vrabel, when he took the job, said he's a franchise quarterback. What are your choices? Can, can I just finish what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you, you're acting like you, you're Fra- a dummy. No, I mean, but, what no, are they no, no. going to get on there and What's say, you know choice? what? This guy's really marginal. You've only and, given him 900 he's choice really chances. marginal, we're going to let him play some more. You can't do that. But, but again... They've only given him 900 chances. I, I don't see why he doesn't get 901. You promised that you were going to give him the year. And here you are. And this, to me, this move reeks of desperation for where this coaching staff is and where the team is. Because you heard Vrabel say it there. They need a spark. Well, the line is terrible. We don't know if these receivers are any good, if they're creating separation. And I'll grant you, Marcus was horrible to start the year. And if all you're worried about doing is winning the next game, then the decision to go to Tannehill, in my opinion, is the right one. But if you're worried about, okay, are we sure that it's time to give up on this guy? I'm not convinced anything this season has convinced you that it's time to give up on him. You could have been ready to give up on him last year well, let's turn after the page. Buffalo, Baltimore, what? and da- uh, and San Diego. What this year? And then, the, and then the Dallas game he dominated, the Patriot game he dominated. What this year has led you to believe he is the guy? He was great in Atlanta. <laughs> he was part. That was after turnover. I mean, that was uh, fine. Give him one. One out of six is unfortunately not a franchise quarterback. And I'm not sitting here defending the start of Marcus's year. Okay. I'm just saying that, that if you're ready, they're ready. They've sold us for forever that, hey, we're going to do things the right way. We're going to be the team. They keep giving everybody else chances. I keep getting to watch all, Roger Saffold and all these other guys that suck. I watch them every game. I watch Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis cannot play. Deion Lewis sucks. And I keep watching Dion Lewis run out there, but we're not throwing him to the bench. You ever buy and, a car? And this, I just finish. And this, you're not making any sense. And this, you ever again, buy a car? What did the salesman tell you? This is the finest car you will ever drive. You go a block and it blows up. Well, that's never happened to me. I guess I buy good cars. I guess, but that is what. What are you? What are your choices? You act like there are options here. So I will say this. I will say this. I understand the move. I understand it. I think I'm, I'm sad in, in part because I believed in Mariota for so long. And even me, like I see, I watch him play. I mean, the guy is clearly broken. They've clearly ruined him. He is not the guy he was two years ago, three years ago, etc. But all I got to say to this is 
for John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. Strike two. And you know what happens on strike three. Strike three, you are out of here. So this is really the last card that I believe these two guys have to play is they didn't expect this team to be so bad. And the offensive line is their fault, especially Robinson. And you can argue that some of the other issues of the team are Robinson or Vrabel's fault. I certainly am there to listen to that. But to me, this is strike two. They've already fired a coach. Robinson has, has already fired a coach because that coach wasn't getting enough out of Marcus. Now he's blamed Marcus for that. And the team has just gotten worse and worse over the last couple of years. So all I got to say to the coach and the GM, and the coach knows it, because I'm sitting there watching him today talk. This coach, he knows it. He knows he is trying every button to push to see if it's the right one, and that this move is a desperate button to push, and he knows it. He knows it's strike two. Well, see, they didn't have a choice. They had to make this decision. It wasn't like there were options. You thought they were going to go back to Marcus on Monday. I said if they go back to Marcus, it'll be because they haven't decided. If they put Tannehill in, they have decided. They have decided. The truth is, they probably decided a while ago. I know you had. But, I mean, and, and it's not like he's given you options. It's not like you've had the opportunity. You know, well, maybe he can, maybe he can't. They, he hasn't even gotten that far. And I'm not, I'm not mad at Marcus. I'm, not, I'm disappointed for him. I mean, I feel sad for him because, you know, everybody that's been through that knows how hard it is. But it's not like he can go to a part of the locker room and say, you know what, I really did play pretty good. This should have never happened to me. I mean, there'll be nobody in the locker room will hear any of that. No, and but I bet you. The, right on. I bet you he'll see the Chargers offensive coordinator on Sunday, and I bet you Ken Wisenhunt will say, hey, man. It ain't you. It's if, if Ken watched film, Ken is very, very happy where he is with his quarterback. <laughs> oh, they're pretty terrible, too. So, so we are no. off and running. Your reaction to the news of the day. Mariota out. The era over. He's done as franchise quarterback of the Titans. And I talked to both those guys today, Vrabel and Mariota. Their press conferences, you can tell they both know it's over. And it's over. So now the question is, and we'll get to this on the other side, Can the Titans get themselves out of this hole with Ryan Tannehill? Can Ryan Tannehill do this? 615-737-1025 is the phone number. 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM today. We are live at Boomba's out in East Nashville. Again, that is 1003 Russell Street. We'll be here. Preds Insiders will be here. And Smashville Live will be here as well. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025, the game. Expectation level as far as players rallying around Ryan kind of like they did Marcus. Yeah, I would say the guys in this league, I think, rally around the players that they feel like they trust uh, to do their job, that, that play hard, you know, whether they're friends or off the field or whatever. I think that's the only thing that you can ask of a teammate is that he's prepared. He plays with great effort, plays through pain, exhibits some toughness. I think there's a lot of things that you know go into it. I, I don't know. You'd have to. I mean, I hope they play hard. I mean, that's, that's our job is whether they rally around them or play hard or execute or catch the ball or block. We have to play better offensively. Everybody understands that. That was Vrabel today. Jared and the GM, Ryan Daniel. Today is the first day of a new era. The Titans have re-entered the quarterback abyss. 
When you officially become a team that does not have a quarterback, that is where the Titans are. Again, we are live out at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville. Again, two for one. Uh, select local drafts, all domestics and well liquor, $1 off house wine, two for one Bloody Marys and mimosas, 40 plus beers on tap, largest video wall in Tennessee, and much, much more. Okay. They do have some TVs around They got a bunch now. of TVs now. They're not going to place. They got them everywhere. Now, to the rallying around Ryan Tannehill. Floyd, do you think Ryan Tannehill can get the Titans into the playoffs? Because there is. Five percent of me, and I think this is the little Jared Stillman, this is the fan of me, that is wondering, can he be like the Tommy Maddox of the Titans? Where Cordell Stewart got a thousand chances in Pittsburgh, and Cordell, like Marcus, had some success, but Cordell could never really actually be good. And then finally, Pittsburgh had had enough with Cordell, and they turned it over to Tommy Maddox, and Tommy Maddox got him to the playoffs and ultimately got them to Big Ben. Can Ryan Tannehill be the Tommy Maddox of the Titans? Can Ryan Tannehill turn this ship around and get this team to the playoffs? Well, I mean, that's what we're hoping, right? Do we know anything based on anything? No. I mean, we've seen him play part of a game. Uh, I think... I mean, the things he's going to bring to you that I don't think Marcus gave you was he's confident. He's really, really confident. He's still a good athlete. I mean, he's because he's bigger, thicker, we don't think of him as being as good an athlete as Marcus, but he is a good athlete. Um, you know, I, th- I mean, I don't think there's any doubt but that he throws a prettier ball. Now, has he thrown a lot of interceptions? Yes, he has. And he's going to have to you know, break that habit. Uh, but, I mean, he's going to come in here and he's going to, like I said before, I think it's a, I think he's looking at it as a golden opportunity. When you sign up to be a backup someplace, you don't, you don't expect the guy that's a starter to, to stumble so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, now you, he maybe gets hurt or he may, but to just stumble and now this job is yours. So he's got, what is it, 10 weeks? I mean, he can go out there and he can make his, his legacy. I mean, it's up to him. But, he's but got, can he really? He's got a good enough team, a good enough between the defense and, and the punter and hopefully the running back and the receivers and whatever that, you know, you're going you're gonna to have a chance. Now, is it, you know, is, that, is it uphill? Yeah, absolutely. You're two and four. So you got a ways to go, but I mean, I don't, I can't imagine that uh, that for him the opportunity could could have looked much better, you know. Other than a record, if you're four and two, you'd feel much better. But if you're four and two, you're not getting the job, and they all know that. So uh, I mean, I think from that standpoint. So do you that, think Ryan Tannehill can get them to the playoffs? Well, I just said we don't know. What are we, we seeing? I'm going to answer no. Well, that's the easy answer. I mean, everybody would say that. Well, I said 5%. You don't, you don't know anything about him. You've seen him play, what, a quarter, half a, half a I've game? I've got eight years of watching him in Miami. Yeah, but none of it here. That's been your argument the whole time about Tannehill is that we got eight years That's right. of watching Tannehill to know what Tannehill is. Now he's the quarterback, and you're saying that that is no longer valid? No, no. I'm just on the other side of the table. I know. That's well, my. When you're that's... on the other side of the table, the argument always changes. 
No, I. Uh, my point being this: that I think his, his situation is different now. His situation is he's been a backup. He's seen what the backup quarterback does. He knows what that job is. He didn't want that job now. I can mm-hmm. tell you that. He wants to be the starter, and this is a golden opportunity for him. Except that the line can't block. You know, that is the thing that no matter what, and Vrabel talked about it today, the line cannot block. But the ball will come out quicker. Which is funny because I asked Tannehill today, Ian, if you can get the one about the sacks. I asked Tannehill about the sacks because let's not kid ourselves about Tannehill. This guy has been getting his butt beat in Miami. I mean, he's been getting hurt every year in Miami, it feels like. And so now with all these sacks, how are you going to not get hurt? And I asked Tannehill that today. Injuries have been a part of your past, and sacks have been a problem here. Uh, how do you keep yourself from, I don't want to say, you know, getting killed, but with the sacks being what they are, how do you keep yourself healthy this way? It all works together. You know, a quarterback has to get the ball out, um, the line has to block, and the receivers have to get open. It's, uh, it's a function of all three working together, and uh, I don't think it's been – any one thing so far this season it's unfortunately been a kind of combination of of all three things so we all have to control what we can control and, and execute the way we we're coached to and we're expected to so uh, really we just need to come together as an offensive unit and um and execute so the, the part of me listening to that answer was kind of Tannehill saying look the line's been bad trust me jared but it's not just the line the receivers aren't getting open and the quarterback who was the quarterback wasn't getting the ball out soon enough or when the ball was supposed to come out. And I do believe, to your point, Floyd, the ball will come out sooner with Tannehill. Well, because he knows what the results will be. If it doesn't come out sooner, you know, he's going to get whacked. So I think it's going to be – I mean, I think he's going to – the thing that we've been missing from Marcus, and we've talked about ad nauseum, you know, where's the leadership? Where's the talking? Where's the, come on, guys, where's the, we're going to get some of that now. I mean, Tannehill will bring some of that. And so, you know, does it work? Is he, is he effective doing it? Is he, we don't know. But I think we will, we will see some of that that we, we haven't seen, and, and maybe it makes a difference. Boy, that is not a good feeling, though. I mean, the, the truth is I, I put it at 5%. And that, I think, is the 5% fan in me who says Tannehill's a good enough capable starter and that this defense doesn't need, does not need Peyton Manning on that side of the ball. Hey, if he would have scored 17 points in these prior games, you'd be sitting here at 4-2. I, I, I said to... Uh, so, I mean, he did, we're not asking him to go out and score 28 points. I asked a former coach. I said, hey, if you're a former coach and you think about all the hours you work and all the time you put in, do you look at your football team and say to yourself, if I could just kick, I'd be four and two? And the coach goes, if you do that, it'll drive you crazy when you think about all the time and the life you live being a coach, knowing that the difference between winning and losing is absolutely nothing that you spend any time preparing for and all those hours you work to get ready for games to know that if you could kick, you'd be four and two and not two and four. But that's where they are. And so if they can kick, the new kicker, we don't know if he can kick. If they can kick and Tannehill plays a little smarter and stays healthy with this defense, maybe there's a chance. I'm just not very optimistic because, I mean, if Tannehill was good enough to do this, he probably would be doing this and he wouldn't be your backup. 
But we've seen it happen around the league where a backup comes in and John Kitna gets to the playoffs or something crazy like that. And, and, and I think this happened. I think this situation is a little bit different. You know, I think it's because this is the first time he's gone from a backup to a to the guy. You know, this is the first time he's had to other than being injured. But even when he was injured, he knew he was a starter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not he's not just standing on the sidelines holding a clipboard. Until he got here, he had never played in a game that he hadn't started. There you go. So, you know, I mean, he, he you know, he's, he's been through a little bit something different. And, uh, and hopefully that will be the difference. How about this little nugget? During Tannehill's first four years in the NFL, which, by the way, were the first four that he played healthy. He didn't uh, miss a game. Didn't miss a game. During his first four years in the NFL, Tannehill's passing yardage total was third was the third highest mark in NFL history behind only Peyton Manning and Dan Marino. Now everything else was a train wreck, and he was getting coaches fired left and right. But he's thrown for four thousand yards twice. I want to say yes. So I mean, it's, and thirty nine hundred another time. Yeah. So it's not like he. It doesn't turn the ball over there. a lot. Uh, he did take fifty eight sacks his second year in the league. Forty six, forty five, and then twenty nine the next year. I mean, again, like. It is what it is with the Titans, and maybe Tannehill's the spark they need. I understand why they did it. I, I get it. It just, to me, it's like all this work with Marcus for nothing. All these hires to help Marcus for nothing. All this, let's get an offensive coordinator. I don't even know can call a play. We don't know. Uh, let's get this guy because it's, it's continuity for Marcus because they believed in Marcus so much, and here we are today. And it's like, well, we're done with that one. Moving on. And I'm like, oh. Now think about this, just like you said before. That's your, your, that bothers you. What, what do you think it does to those coaches that had to make the decision? All the time that they have really put in, all the hours, all the effort, all the tape, all the, uh, which in which comparison be which okay. is in comparison you know, not a good comparison. I mean, they, they you know, 100 to 1 in what they've had, to, the amount of work they put in on this. And and now, you know, you're forced to do this. That's not what they want to do. It's not the, it's not the easiest answer. Okay, we'll run right through your calls next, and then we got Chris Sanders, his thoughts on the move. Former Titan receiver, we are loaded today. All on this, Jared and the GM live at Boombaz in East Nashville. 615-737-1025, loaded phones, we're to them next. Authentically American, that's right, I got my authentically American polo on. Dave's got his authentically American polo. Even Drew, Drew in sales is over here, he's got his authentically American polo on. That's right. They take great care of our business. They can take great care of yours. Also, just for the individual buyer, they can take great care of you. You need some new polos. You need some new jackets. You need some new hats. You need. You want it all made in the USA. That's a better product, but it's competitively priced with what you're already buying. It's simple. AuthenticallyAmerican.us. And if you use my name, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, my name, Jared, promo code at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire order. Big or small, promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D at checkout, gets you that made in the USA. Order big or small. 
for your business, not for your business, everything. Promo code Jared gets you 20% off, J-A-R-E-D. That's Authentically American online at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. Jared of the GM at ESPN 1025, the game. Specifically to kind of prove that the book on you is is more than that, than what you wore at Miami. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to prove anything other than I can lead this team to wins. That's ultimately comes down to is go out, play my game, and and uh, win football games. That's why we're here is to win, and and that's what I uh, plan to do. That's Ryan Tannehill. That kind of feels like Ryan Tannehill. It kind of feels like Tannehill is renting the quarterback position right now. Like he's not, he doesn't own the quarterback position here. And I don't. I, I was somebody today said, you know, they're going to go back to Mariota. I don't think they're going back to Mariota unless Tannehill gets hurt. And even then, I don't think they want to go back to Mariota. I think they are done. We're live out at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House out here in East Nashville against Smashville Live. We'll be here tonight. Former Pred great J.P. Dumont will be here. Floyd, to the phones we go to kick us off today. Let's start off with Doug, who's up first today on Jared and the G. And thank you for calling. Go ahead, Doug. Well, I want to go back to the statement that you said about you were disappointed in the Titans and, you know, they had talked to you know, in convention to thinking he was the the man. Well, it's just like Mr. Reese said. It's, it's like a car. I don't care how much you value it, how much you gave for it. Sooner or later, when that car is not getting you where you need to go, you part ways with it. And that's what this is. I mean, Mario has nothing that he's done to make you say you still stay with it. It happened to Eli. Eli's got skins on the wall, but nobody's complaining about them moving on. And the good is, finally, the Titans have moved on from that car not getting them to where they need to be. The bad is we've got a quarterback that won't even know anything about. And the ugly is nobody wants to see anybody lose their job. But guess we, what? We the other ugly thing is, hold on, the other ugly thing is neither one of them will be here next year and we're still looking for a quarterback. See, now I disagree with that. Thank you for your call, Doug. I think there's a legitimate chance that Tannehill plays well enough that they give Tannehill another one-year deal and then they, they draft the quarterback in the first round. And you start next year with your quarterback on the bench and then with Tannehill starting at quarterback. I mean, I think everything is a possibility with Tannehill. I mean, what if Tannehill does take this team to the playoffs? Then Tannehill's probably a $23 million starting quarterback next year. Yeah, the problem you're going to run into is that the entire league will have a chance to bet on him. So now if he's worth 23 and he were the leader in the playoffs, now he's worth 28. Well, he's worth whatever you the know. tag would be because then you'd have to tag him. Or, yeah, or you've got to tag him, and the tag's, I think, 30 or something. So, uh, But, I mean, that's that's the problem you run into one way or the other. If he doesn't, if he just leads you to 9-7, and seven, let's say, you know, there'll be people in the league look at that and go, oh, now, okay, you know, keep an eye. And, and you want to pay him $15 million. And somebody out there will say, "Hey, we'll give you seventeen million. You know, so it's it's not it's not an ideal situation, but it is what it is. What's fair to evaluate him as far as that's concerned? Like, what if they don't win a ton of games, but Tannehill plays okay? Then are you still well, want to keep if him? Tan, if Tannehill plays okay, we'll win some games because of the defense. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Nick, who's up next here on the Titans quarterback situation. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, Jared and uh, GM. I uh, had a question for you guys. So, and I think Jared, you kind of hit on it already. But do you see this as kind of a, a quarterback carousel where, let's say, Tannehill doesn't play well these next two games? Do you think they go back to Marcus, or do you think they put kind of all their chips in with uh, Tannehill for the rest of the season? Floyd, thank you, Nick. You know, I would. My gut is, and and Vrabel came out and said this, I think, yesterday. He doesn't want to get 
and and I think he's absolutely right. He doesn't want to get in the quarterback carousel business. And so, again, the ideal thing to happen here is that Tannehill plays well enough to keep the job for the rest of the year. And, and hopefully you win enough games to get to the playoffs or whatever the case may be. Um, simply because you don't want to get into, okay, you're going to play this half and you play this half or you play this game and, and the other guy plays the other game. I mean, that's, that's a lose-lose deal. Um, so they are hoping, I'm sure, that this is going to be you know a final move and that Tannehill finish the season as a quarterback. If they go to back to Mariota at any point, then the season will be so over it won't even matter. You know, at that point, you will literally be, you know, how far away are you from the number three pick or whatever it's going to take you to yeah, get it won't, it won't. Yeah, it won't be pretty. Let's go to uh, Jason, who's up next on the Titans offensive line. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, Jerry GM. Hey, to answer your question, as you asked for the phone calls, I don't have a problem with uh, Ryan Tannehill as far as his talents are concerned, his arm strength, his accuracy, his ability to read and go through progression. We need to fix the problem. So to fix the problem, you go to the root of the problem. That's the offensive line. Now, Davis got one of the lowest scores as far as rating. I believe it was below 30% as far as his blocking ability. My question would be, are we going to go ahead and put the undertaker in who usually performs decently and consistently no. at least will run block? No, they're not, putting, they're not putting Dennis Kelly in the game. And then do you think we're still going to have the – offensive line protection to get the ball down the field with Tannehill and to to throw the ball outside the numbers to the big receivers. Thank you, Jason. How do we, you, how do we Yeah, the question I don't think is as much getting it down the field as it's getting it out. Like you said, you know, the outs, some of the simple passes that we saw last week that were like mirages, you know, we couldn't complete them. And uh, and I think if you get started doing those kinds of things, then I think that will help you get the ball downfield. Uh, but I mean, we have to start getting that part of it done. And and I'm sure he's going to be alert enough, and he's seen enough coverages, and he's got to have, if nothing else, confidence in in his experience and the number of you know defenses he's seen and. And the different alignments where he can look out there, and if he sees a receiver that's man for man on a corner that he doesn't really respect, I mean, he, I think he'll take a shot at getting the ball out. So, I mean, I, that all sounds great to me. Uh, Mariota got sacked four times on Sunday. Tannehill got sacked three. So, I mean, he's still going to get sacked. And until he doesn't get sacked, I won't believe that he's not going to get sacked because that's all that this, this offensive line has been doing. Yeah, I mean, it's is giving up sacks. Not pretty. Let's go to Craig, who's up next on the Titans. What's up, Craig? Oh, I got a couple of good hot takes for you. <laughs> Just get right to them. All right, number one, if you haven't had brisket on a pizza from Boomba's, you haven't lived yet. Boomba's is really good. Number two, uh, Frank Reich, he's the Boomba's pizza of coaching. If he was coaching the Titans, they'd be unbeaten today. That's okay. how much better he is than, than Vrabel and them. I totally agree. Thank you for the call. And, again, I think – now, this is just me, and we'll probably get to Vrabel at some point. Today, to me, is more about Robinson than it is about Vrabel, honestly. It's more about Robinson. It's more about the future of the franchise. It's more about this guy was was brought in to fix Mariota. They kind of got him right. Then he decided he was going to fix him even better, and all he's done is make it worse. 
So do you really trust Robinson to go find you the next quarterback? I don't know. So to me, now Vrabel has failed Mariota, and there's no doubt that I don't know if Vrabel has the answers to fix all of this. Uh, But I, I look more in the vicinity of Robinson when it comes to today. Now, Frank Reich is a good coach. It just kills me that the Colts just keep lucking into good coaches and good quarterbacks. It just, it just kills me. Their owner is a bad owner, and they just keep getting quarterbacks, luck of the draw, and they keep getting good coaches. They didn't want this quarterback or this coach. They got them both, and I like their quarterback, and I like their coach. Let's go to Chad on the Titans quarterback situation. Thank you for calling. What's up, Chad? Hey, guys. I could argue both sides of this, but – I'm going to argue this side of it. I've heard the GM say for weeks now, we know what he is. We have we have eight years' worth of tape on him. And uh, that reminds me of whenever Stephen Jones said that about Nick Foles when they didn't get him after Romo got hurt during that free agency season. And then Nick Foles ended up having an excellent year and then ended up going on being a Super Bowl MVP. So what my question to you is, who's to say – Tannehill can't do that with the Titans. He's never been in this system with this offensive coordinator. I'll hang up. Thank you for the call. I mean, that's pretty much what I asked Tannehill today. I don't, I don't think there's. I don't think you you can say he can't do it. You know, I mean, I I think right now he's. I mean, his canvas is is clean and clear, and it's up for him, up to him to to paint the portrait. And so he's not. I don't think people are going in there with with any preconceived notions I, I think you know I, I think I mean actually when you think about it long term you didn't think about it then but you know I would say Jay Robin and Mike probably anticipated this and that's why they ended up with Tannehill as the backup no and that's why they changed the the uh, backups to end up with a veteran guy that had been out there uh, simply because they thought, you know, what are the chances of of Marcus playing this thing out, either from a health standpoint now or from a performance standpoint? I mean, th- to me, they anticipated this from the standpoint of they didn't want to end up where they were last year, where in order to get into the playoffs, all they have to do is beat the Colts, and then they got caught with their pants down in the last game of the year. To me, that last game of the year is why Tannehill was brought in. Well, you don't. I mean, there. I mean, all they did in, was yell during the offseason about there was no competition. Quarterback, anticipating your first guy is going to get knocked out, except if you're pretty confident. And I think they were confident that he was not going to make 16 games for whatever reason. And you can insert reason here. Uh, but so they said, you know what? We're going to have to spend more than we would ever spend on a backup simply because we've got to have somebody that's close. The other thing is, I mean, he, we talked about it yesterday. He is very similar to Marcus in a lot of ways. Uh, and so they can actually go into this, you know, the, the latter part of this year and not have to change a thing. They can call the same plays, do the same stuff, run the same boots and waggles and, you know, get him on the edge and do all the things that Marcus could do. And uh, and so I, I think that was probably, you know, from their standpoint, pretty pretty good looking down the road into the future. You are flipping and flopping today like I have never seen. How's that? I mean, you all offseason said that, hey, they said – 
that Marcus is the starter and Tannehill is the backup and there is nothing that's going to change and there's no way and there's no how. Because I remember, I, I, you know, I'm the guy that always plays the devil's advocate because that's what, you know, fills a four-hour radio show. And, you know, I always play the devil's advocate of, hey, is this a message to Marcus? Is this a, and you're like, no, 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 there's no way, no how, no. And now you are all those things. The, we're eight years of Tannehill tape, I, I and now we're, you know, it's a clean slate. I don't, I don't think I'm flip-flopping at all. Ian? Um, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that, we, and we said from the beginning, if Marcus is taken out this year, he's done. True. And that's where we are. True. So, I mean, that's how you get there, whether it's injuries or whether it's poor play or whether it's whatever else. Chris Sanders, former Titan receiver, what does he think of the move for Tannehill? Does he think Tannehill can save the season? We'll get to that next. Jared and the GM live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Again, East Nashville, come on out. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025, the game. I think another thing that bothers me, Jared and the GM, is we are live out at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Again, out here at their East Nashville location where we are hanging out. Smashville Live Preds Insiders will all be out here as well. That is the East Nashville location of Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. And I absolutely love this place. They got a bunch of Boomba's in Louisville. And I, we used to go to Boomba's all the time. The pizza here is fantastic. Again, two-for-one House Bloody Marys and Mimosas, 40-plus beers on tap. Come watch all the NFL, NHL, college football, playoff action. So much more. There's not a seat in this house. You can't see a TV. And that is the truth. Uh, Jared and the GM, the Titans, one thing that bothers me uh, about the Mariota and the Tannehill thing is it feels like we've spent so much time talking about Mariota that I look back on the past four years of this show and I'm like, what are we going to do now? What are we going to talk about now? We talk about Mariota every day. We'll be talking about Tannehill. True. Chris Sanders, former Titan receiver, joins us on the show now. Chris, your reaction. Oh, gosh. To the Titans making the move out with Mariota, uh, in with Tannehill. Um, in my opinion, I, I, I would start Mariota, and the reason why I would start Mariota is, I mean, when you start changing a whole bunch of things and, and doing things different, then you're capable of getting mistakes. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on, on a bullet wound. Even though you're covered up, there's still holes there. I know Tannehill can play. I know he can do some things, but there's no difference between him and Mariota. It's just, it's just a tough deal. The reason why I'm kind of struggling with what I'm saying is because I like Mariota or Mariota. I really like the guy. I mean, I know he struggled in the last game, but it's just when you start replacing Tannehill, Tannehill, it's just really, really tough, man. So if you were on this team, I know yeah. that all the players are going to say the right things of, hey, right. you know, we just got to go out there and do our jobs, and I play wide receiver. You know, that's the way that they would – Say right. something like that, but in reality, how would this move affect you? You know, shoot, I went through it a whole bunch with uh, O'Donnell and uh, Steve Mack. You know, and, and just like AJ Brown said, you know, you know, as a receiver, I got to go out there and do my job. I got to run the route. I got to get off the press. I got to make the play. I just got to make sure I do my job, regardless if it was O'Donnell or if it was uh, Steve Mack. I just got to go out there and make plays. And I just think that whoever's in the game, who's ever at quarterback, who's ever who's running the ship, is everybody's got to do their job. I know we keep saying it all day long. Vrabel's been saying it. The offensive coordinator's been saying it. The defensive coordinator's been saying it. We got to do our job. 
But what does that mean to do our job? Not getting penalties, getting off the press, running the right route, not having holding penalties, not having drive killers. That's about doing your job. So it's not just the quarterback. The reason why we blame the quarterback so much is because he's the vocal point of the offense, which he should be. But there's so many things that's going on. The offensive line, the right guard, I don't know, I don't know what the heck is going on there. Right guard, the offensive line is struggling, and we got to address everything, and everybody's got to do their job. If you were one of the receivers on this team, uh-huh. and, and I'm sure there's going to be a point in time where Tannehill's yeah. going to want to talk to everybody, yeah. you know, in a meeting or in a huddle or someplace. Right. Uh, what, what would you want to hear from him, if anything? You know, I just want to, you know, uh, Neil O'Donnell did that. I mean, when we when Steve Mack got hurt and he was struggling a little bit, you know, Neil O'Donnell called a team meeting or he met with the receivers and he said this. He said, guys, I just expect you to do your job. If you get in your spot and you do what you're supposed to do, I'm going to get the ball there. And when you hear a guy say that with that much confidence, that's taking control, that's saying, you know what, even though I've been put in this situation, I'm going to be in position to make plays, but I'm expecting you to do your job. And that's what Neil O'Donnell did. So when I heard Neil O'Donnell do that, I was comfortable. You know, because I knew that, that when he's saying those things with confidence and boldness, all I got to do is run the route, and I know he's going to get me the ball. I, I think you would have to, again, as a receiver, you yeah, would have yeah. to look at, at what you've seen in practice and, and yeah. even in prior games he's played and watch him no throw doubt. the ball. And, and if nothing else, think yeah. there's a chance this guy might be a little bit yeah. more accurate. And, yeah. and if yeah. that's the case, I got a chance to catch some balls. <laughs> You're right. You know, Neil O'Donnell, the one thing I love about Neil O'Donnell is he had a lot of experience. I mean, he played in the Super Bowl. He played with Pittsburgh. He played with the Jets. Right. He played with a lot of teams. So he's been in that position before. So when Neil O'Donnell came in, it was it was just like riding a bike. I've done this before. And I think with Tannehill, I watched a little bit of him. I don't really know too much about him. But he's got to have that same attitude. He's like, look, dude, guys, I've been in before. I've been in this position. I played with Miami. I'm capable of making plays. I just need you to do your job. And when Neil O'Donnell said that to the receivers, oh, it was no question. I'm going to make sure I'm in the spot. I'm going to run the right route. I'm going to get off the press. I'm going to read the coverage. When they blitz, I'm going to do my side of this. I just got to make sure I did my job because I knew for a fact that Neil O'Donnell was going to get me the ball. Former Titans receiver Chris Sanders with us on Jared and the GM. So do you think Ryan Tannehill can, can get the Titans out of the 2-4 and four hole and take them to the playoffs? I have no idea. I think he – see, the one thing – the one thing we got to really understand is because everybody was excited last week when he came in the game and he threw a couple of out routes and threw a seam pass to, uh, to Walker. Everybody was excited. But then all of a sudden, because they were playing like a little prevent defense, just kind of keeping the ball and trying to come up and make the tackle. But when they tightened up, that's when he threw the interception. I want to see how, what Tanning Hill can do when he's under pressure, when there's somebody in his face. Can he make the, the tight throw when he get hit and hit by a linebacker or get hit by a DN or, or, or picking up the blitz? I want to see him make that tough throw when he get hit in his face. And if he can do that, then I think the Tennessee Titans can get at his two and four hole. What, what would you expect from him? And, and I keep thinking about this part of uh-huh. it. Sure. He's been a starter for eight mm-hmm. years or whatever it's yeah. been. He, he was relegated to a backup. Mm-hmm. And now he's got his chance to start again. And he's got not just a game to start. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could have ten games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, how, how would you look at that if you were, if you were Ryan? Hey, you know what, Floyd? I think Tanning Hill is uh, he's hungry. 
You know, who 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 wants to be a backup? Who wants to sit and 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 just watch the game go by? You don't think right. he's in the preseason that he was hungry? You don't think that he was like, man, I want to get in there and play? This guy was a starter in Miami. So just imagine you being a starter, and then all of a sudden you're in a backup role. You don't think you're going to create an edge. You don't think you're going to have that hunger. You don't think you're going to say, you know what, when I get my chance, I got a chance to prove myself. That's why I think he may play well and get this, this Tennessee Titan out of, out of uh, the situation that they're in because he feels that he has to prove himself. Chris Sanders, former Titans receiver. Chris, we will see you on Sunday to break down the Chargers. Hey, first of all, man, you didn't congratulate me on the big win. I'm mad at you, man, dang gummit. We congratulated you at the start of the preseason game show. I want it again, mister. Congratulations to the NBA Big Red on their big win over Brentwood Academy. And it never hurts me to see Brentwood Academy lose, so I'm even more excited about that. Congratulations on the big win, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. You guys have a good one. Okay. Chris Sanders, former Titan receiver, joining us there on the show. I'm just looking through the Miami Dolphins. Because I'm thinking about the Titans and their defense, and, you know, can, can Tannehill do this with this defense? And, and I'm trying to figure out if Tannehill ever had good defenses in Miami. And the answer, for the most part, is no. Now, when he was, a, um, when he was kind of a rookie, they had a good defense. 2012, they were – do you, do you care about yards or do you care about um, – are you more of a yards or a points guy? In terms of well, regular defense, I, if I'm coaching, I'm more of a points guy. But the but all of the gurus go by yards. I think. All right, let's just go by points. Tannehill in his first two years, seventh and eighth, which would correlate with this defense, which is fifth. But those were his first two years in the league. Since then, twentieth, nineteenth, eighteenth, twenty seventh. So now he's got a defense. So we'll see how that works out. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five. Back to your phone. Six one five. Seven three seven one zero two five. Did the Titans ruin Marcus Mariota? I essentially asked him that today. We'll get to that coming up next. Do you think they ruined Mariota? It's Jared, the GM, live from Boomba's in East Nashville on ESPN one zero two five. The game.